Well, you are. I feel like you're the exact kind of person I think of who is like, oh, Rob, like, isn't going to have kids, but is going to be a grandpa. Well, I am. I yeah. was a better uncle, actually. Yeah. I, I like being an uncle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Grandpa. And it's not the age thing. Yeah. I don't mind that. I don't care. Uh, it's just like a different. It's it's definitely a different dynamic. I don't know why. Yeah. But the uncle, but you do like you're like the pasta grandpa. You make the pasta. Yeah. You like they do like cooking, go to the like zoo, do the fun I, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like the fun younger grandpa. Um. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's, hit, like it's the... hit me a little bit. I'll tell you why. <laughs> yeah. No, go ahead. The uncle grandpa. Yeah. Well, I usually because. <clears throat> so they love cooking too, and I always get like a. Something they can do. We made pizzas one time. Yeah. And I was just like, bang the dough on the f- counter. Yeah. They fucking love that stuff. Yeah. Yes. Or here's like a hunk of cheese that we shredded. Just throw it on that If they pizza. can like brute force something, yeah. then that's So we've done all fun. kinds of stuff like that before. Fucked up. But 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 and but usually, yes, it's very fun and cool. Yeah. Because like they cook. I can mm. goof around with them. Yeah. They're real. They're they're fun. Yeah. They are very fun, I have to say. Yeah. They, they're, they're cool. But when you're an uncle, though, you can kind of like... I don't know. You have more. Yeah. You can be weirder, I think. People expect their uncles to be weird, right. I think. Grandparents are like, Wise sort of like, and, yes, mm, austere, yeah. telling you all of all life. They tell you how to, you know, look, this is what you got to look out for because, you know, they do that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uncles are like, they're like, I'm not even hungry. You want to go out and play football? Yeah. You know, they do that stuff. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm more built for that. Yeah. I have wisdom, but I don't. You don't uh, impart it in a grandfatherly way. <laughs> I impart it, but not in a grandfatherly way. Yeah. Comrades and friends, uh, hello. This is your Highlands Bunker podcast. Um, I, I'm not going to get into a big rigmarole tonight. Uh, I haven't been feeling great. Uh, we could talk about that later. Um, but I did want to say before you begin, if you like the stuff we produce, if you think it's cool, if you're like, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, he has a bunch of different stuff on. He has uh, professors and people who write books and, uh, you know, we get calls from inside of prison. You don't hear that on fucking WDEL. Actually, you don't hear it on the Delaware Public Media either. Just, I mean, just case, that's facts. That's just facts. Sorry. Just saying facts. But uh, yeah, kick in, you know, five, ten dollars a month to the Patreon. Even if you can only do it for three, six months. You're like, hey, I'm going to do the thing. I'm going to, you know, let it ride for a little bit. Because I feel like it's interesting stuff. Thank you. Joining me this evening is someone you know. His name is Dan Aykroyd. He's a dog. He's fucking goofy. We can't get him out of here. Actually, he's been here since uh, Hassani was here. He hasn't moved from that spot. And now Kirsten Walther is sitting there, our yeah. friend and comrade. I've been on Dan Watch for the past few years. Since I met him, I've just been like, Rob, where's Dan? Dan around? I want to see Dan. And yeah, when, I had to come in. Because when, whenever I see him, I, I take a Dan picture and send it to him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's so goofy. He's a very goofy dog. Yeah. And he's lying on top of me and... I'm probably not going to be paying attention to what I'm saying. I'm going to be paying attention to Dan Aykroyd, the dog. Yeah. Hassani was cool because we couldn't get him out of here. And Hassani's like, hey, I don't care. I don't care. And then, like, he sits down. 
uh, and he just, just pl- he's like, oh, I guess that's it. I guess he's just <laughs> sitting there. Yeah. <clears throat> he will definitely fall asleep too, for sure. But somehow, uh, somehow, uh, he, his, our, our equipment does not pick up him snoring though. I noticed there was no snores. No. Could but... you hear it like in your can? You could, you could probably hear it in your cans and just like fade it. I mean, did you if hear you max it max up the volume? You could probably. It's a little bit, but he's snoring a little bit louder tonight. So we'll see what happens. Mm. Oh. Just relax over there, Dan. Well, the reason uh, Kirsten is here is to discuss uh, an essay she's written that's gotten, uh, let's say it's been very popular. It's gotten mega clicks. The click machine has bird. Yeah. Um, it was in, we, we published it, I guess, th- three weeks ago, two weeks ago, something like that. Two weeks? Okay. Two weeks ago. Um, misogyny in the Delaware left. Uh, can you give us a little background? Like we all know when we, cause we sort of helped the development of it and editing it, but mm-hmm. you, how long had you been sort of thinking about this and where'd the idea come from? I think it's kind of clear in the piece, but you know, mm-hmm. uh, you can just kind of think about the foundation of it. Yeah. So this piece really stemmed from, um, a variety of experiences I'd had over, I would say, a time range from like two years ago to uh, maybe a year ago um, or, you know, roughly maybe two and a half years to one and a half year ago was the bulk of the, the experiences I'd drawn from. Um, and it was probably another six months after maybe. So yeah, the experiences were about, you know, maybe those a year and a half ago. And then um, I sat on things for another six months or so and thought, well, you know, uh, I would like for something useful to come from this. Yes. Um, uh, well, a few useful things. I Because I had been, so as I had said in the piece, I was involved in, I was on the receiving end of some of the bad behavior. Um, people who were working alongside me and I was communicating with were also on the receiving end of bad behavior. I was involved with cobbling together some kind of process for dealing with the offenders. I was having conversations with the people who'd stepped up to work directly with the offenders. And yeah, I maybe sat on these experiences for six months or so and thought, okay, I'd like to do something with this. Uh, One, to make others who I maybe hadn't been aware of their experiences feel like they're not alone uh, because that was like a common theme when at one point in particular I was reaching out to people not when it became clear that one of the instances someone was like harassing at least two people I was reaching out with you know the permission of the organization to be like hey by the way if you ever feel anything weird or see anything that makes you uncomfortable come forward and it then became clear that this person had also made other people uncomfortable. So I thought, okay, I would like to put out something that will make it, make other people who maybe didn't have a direct outreach from someone saying that to make them feel less alone. I also wanted to give this call to men everywhere to give them an opportunity for self-reflection about either about their own behavior in these spaces or about just like how they can be part of the solution if they're not directly contributing to the problems. 
Um, and I also wanted to just kind of show where my brain was in terms of thinking about where we go next in the organizations I'm directly involved with, either as a super volunteer or a staffer, um, to not to say that this is how it has to be done, but to say, here, here's what we did. If this works for you, then that's great. Please borrow from kind of what our process was and use it for your own organization. Because, you know, I know I love reading essays in like The Forge uh, or People's Action, um, other places where I can see what other people have tried and what's worked for them if I'm struggling for ideas to draw from them. So I thought, well, maybe I don't think it's going to be an answer for everyone. It's not a one size fits all type thing, but someone might be able to get something from what we've tried would love to put it out there in case it's useful. Yeah. I mean, the one of the things we've tried to do in here is for certain ones to sort of like say, you know, this is this is uh, not a unique experience. Mm-hmm. There's ways that people can do stuff together and it fits right into that, which is very, which is which is cool. Yeah. Was that like that was that when you knew you were going to write about when you were like, okay, that there's there's more than one sort of problem mm-hmm. it's affecting more than me it's sort of like it's it's sort of weird uh is that what kind of cl- clicked like not just that i need to work on this mm-hmm. but that i need to write about that mm. oh yeah that's a good distinction because what <laughs> i was yeah, just thank you yeah <laughs> no because i was Great trying job, to Rob. sometimes I, I fumble but yes yeah no well it because yes i i will say the what i just described was what my intent was when i actually wrote something to publish uh, for a while, I was just planning on writing it in my journal or like my a Google document that was serving as my journal, and I wasn't going to put it anywhere because my goal at first was I just need to think through my own thoughts to make sense of – I obviously was having a lot of strong feelings about some of the things I had either experienced or some of the things I was observing, and I – not to say that I don't think emotions are – productive in those circumstances but I think for me anyway it's helpful for me to use writing to make sense of why am I reacting this way what are the actual roots of the problem and how can I move forward productively both for myself as an individual and also how can I in my position in these few organizations that I do work with move forward in a way that will strengthen the organizations and like my own role in them. So at first I was just putting things together to clear my own head and make sense of my thoughts. And also just because I find it cathartic to write things down so I don't have to like have a jumble of things exist in my head. You know, I don't have to think about them when I put my head on the pillow at night because I just, I wrote them so they're not lost, but I don't have to like try to make sense of them in my head. So no, I understand that. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually talk into the microphone. He puts it on the internet. Same, <laughs> yeah. It's Car- the same concept. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Carl is kind of your writing process. Yes, yes. Yeah, so at first I was just trying to – it was a little bit therapeutic to write things down to make sense of like where I was coming from and why I was feeling the way I was feeling um, with the hopes that this would produce something of a productive – like it would be used for productive ends for me. Um, and then after I – did a little more work on it and did a little bit more revision for the purpose of like my own thought process. I thought, well, I don't know. I think I might want to bring a couple of other really trusted people in, see what they think. After I shared it with the first person, I thought like, oh, okay. It was 
a fine experience. I was scared before because I haven't written anything for another person in like a lot of years, you know. Um, and I'm not a writer. I'm not. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like I, I just that's not something that I thought I could do. Uh, or I thought would be like good enough for my own standards, let alone like the standards of a publication or whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, so... I, it, it's that's so interesting to me um, because I didn't see like a first draft, mm-hmm. but I saw it a while ago, and I was like, I, I couldn't put my finger on it because it was just it was different. Because I think it's because of what you just said. Mm-hmm. Your your thought process of hey, let's be productive about this. Let's. Uh, Let's try to figure out what what we're dealing with, you know, sort of define the problem. And the the process that you used it, the process that drove you to write this Mm -hmm. is exactly what I felt about reading it. I'm like, okay, let's define the problem. We got to work through this. We got to, you know, we got to show some grace here and then Mm -hmm. sort of like do that. So like I got that reading it. And Mm -hmm. so interesting to hear you explain it because the first time I read it, that's what I thought. Mm -hmm. I'm like, here's somebody like working through sort of a problem that's real sticky. Yeah. That you knew people were we'll talk about a little later, but you knew people were going <laughs> yeah. to get twisted about it or they well, put their pants in a twist. But I don't know that I thought that much, but yeah. Well um well we'll cover it when we cover it. But I mean, we talked about it before, like what kind of backlash could we expect? Yeah. I mean we had that conversation. That's so. true. That's true. Yeah. So but yeah, this was like a little bit outside. I mean it wasn't totally outside. Mm-hmm. It was actually not out really outside at all. <laughs> but it, w- yeah. it came from a different angle than I guess we thought it would. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. But yeah, I got that when I read it was like, here's somebody and this leads into my next question actually, because like I think when when somebody hears that you're gonna cover this topic. And this is what you're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. They get this like me too, like cancel culture idea. Yes. Which was some of the backlash too. But like mm-hmm. it is so it's it, it you take great pains mm-hmm. to be like that's an, not exactly not what this is about. Yes. Like here is a process here. It's not some it's not some public shaming mm-hmm. or whatever. Because I mean, I think everybody has um, cancel culture. Is just that's not that's a loaded thing. But like the me too as a movement, I think everybody has fair critiques of that. Mm-hmm. But 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 even the stuff that went over the line, you 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 really made an effort to show that it was like a thoughtful sort of exploration about how this can be handled in the sort of circles that we work in, and it was not that. So that was an yeah. interesting way, and you sort of I guess the way you came at this, it was never going to be that you were you were going after something completely different than that. Yeah, I think ultimately. Because also that so uh, um, with the re the weird backlash that we've alluded to now, um, the thing that I was kind of trying to remember or other people were reminding me of was like, okay, but who who was your target audience and what was your primary objective in putting this out into the public? And it wasn't to make some kind of proclamation about which I also believe I said in the piece. So if people would have read the piece, they would have seen this. Uh, but yeah, I wasn't trying to like make a proclamation or comment on men's behavior in general in movement spaces or anything like that. Like it really was solution focused. Um, and I, I, I did have, I, I mean, I think as like a secondary focus, I did, I was hoping that 
men would consider their own roles in organizations, either their behavior proper or, you know, as like how they're interacting with other people or just like how they can participate more actively in some of the work I had laid out in the last section. Um, but really, like my the thing that I most wanted to get out of it was that people in other organizations or maybe my organizations would be like, hmm, okay, this is interesting work that you know these are these three next steps are steps I would be willing to participate in. I would be willing to help with the work. I would be, willing to brainstorm what this looks like in our specific context, I would like to get involved. Um, And I'll say that's happened. Like a few people have reached out specifically because they wanted to do the work and that's really cool. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm glad that it came through for you. um, And I'm glad that it came through for some other people as well, that this is fundamentally (laughs) about what do we do next? What are the step? What are the to do's? What is the timeline of actions for, our organizations for how we all right. can kind of like... I'm, just, I'm, I'm cutting this right <laughs> off. Uh, there's not going to be to do's and timelines of action. There is going to be, but not. Well, I hope there. Are. Yeah, yeah, not here, but like yeah, in general. I think, but I, I even think the more important thing. I wouldn't, uh, and I know this wasn't the primary function of it. Mm-hmm. But I remember the last time we talked about it, we were getting ready to publish it, and you walked out, and I was like, and the other thing is, um, if people do feel a certain kind of way about it and you get backlash or they're uncomfortable Mm -hmm. that actually serves that purpose too like that you have to look in the mirror i mean i I can again we were we were talking about this uh, i guess we recorded some of it maybe it'll Mm -hmm. we'll splice it in here when i almost cried uh but a piece of grandfatherly advice for all you dudes and bros out there who maybe (laughs) have do not have the wisdom of of pop pop rob um when you're doing it you don't know you're doing it. Mm-hmm. That's the hard part. Like, you're defensive because yeah. to you it doesn't feel like it's being explained to you. And it always feels bad to be called out or to feel – not even to be called out but just And that's the, the other shame. thing. Nobody was called out here. That's true. That's true. Nobody was even called out. These are yeah. – I mean, people might have – if you recognize yourself in that. I think that's yeah. what I said. Yeah. You don't call anybody out but if you yeah. recognize yourself in that, that's actually the thing you should be reflecting. Yes. And I think some of the people who – thought they recognized themselves were not actually recognizing themselves. I did not have them specifically in mind when I was writing it. So So there's a here we go. Yeah. 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 And, and 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 again, just to close out as as Pop Hop Rob again. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna have to like the fact that you don't think you're doing it or it's like how it was always done mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel the way it's being sort of described to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the problem actually. Yeah. And I think you that, that this this sort of hits at that. Now, yeah. It's not obviously the primary focus is sort of like a process, like and an organization. I will say process. also it, yeah. And so, I guess this is getting into the the hater portion, but uh, yes. um, I mean, the critiques that, particularly from women, that were the hardest to swallow, I think, were, um, yeah, women who picked up on this as a pro cancel culture uh pro me too piece which it didn't feel like writing it and i'm i think maybe that was them reflecting on incidents in their own life and overlaying it onto the piece but it yeah it was it was really i mean one it was really disappointing to see women 
have that knee-jerk reaction to be like, oh, well, not all men. And uh, the good ones are going to be falsely slandered. And two, that the just like the huge gulf between what my experience has been in this piece of like, I know how many hours with some of these dudes I spent and like other people in our organization spent not canceling them, not even trying to apply any kind of punitive, uh, I don't know, like not do anything punitive to them, but just like explain to them the what was resulting from their actions and how they could try to do something differently and just to be after hours and hours of us exerting this labor be hit with a total brick wall i was just like oh come on like it <laughs> yeah well i can I, hear, I i can say this yeah again um i was around for sort of some of it like i i sort of i kind of i was on the periphery of it like, I knew you guys were dealing with shit. I knew a couple of, like, just the general incidents and then mm-hmm. general people who were, don't act right. Like, mm-hmm. when people don't act right, you're like, I can see that guy. I can, oh, I can see that. Yeah. Um, and I remember thinking, like, I think I might have said it to you guys. I was like, look, if I have to fucking go over there and talk to these guys and be like, then square them up. If that's my <laughs> role, I'll do that. Because that's, like, that's the uncle yeah. role. That's what uncles do. Um, but I remember saying that, and you and 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 you 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 guys were like, no, we're, there's going to be we're gonna we're gonna have uh, interventions, and we're mm-hmm. gonna think of ways to make this positive, and we're gonna do processes. And I'm like, well, if you need somebody to beat somebody up, I'll go do that. <laughs> and so it's yeah. not canceled. Like it's you, I didn't even put opposite. that in the essay. It's the, op- it's the opposite of that. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like we're gonna we're we're going to try to come at this in a thoughtful way to keep as many people in the movement as possible. Yes. Like yes, you're yes. you're a weirdo. You're acting a little bit antisocial. <laughs> you're making you're freaking people out. Yeah. Um, but you know you have you know decent politics and you want to organize with us. So. Like, let's figure out a way to kind of, you know, address the situation. Yeah. Like, that's not cancel culture. Right. I have news for people. That's yeah. just, that's <laughs> what we need to be doing. Yeah. You know, that's like one of the primary, if not the primary thing we need to be doing. Yeah. I I, I do want to ask you, because I know, and, and you mentioned it specifically about like what women's sort of, like I know the one, I don't, let's just say demographic of, mm-hmm. of women, like was it a similar demographic that we're talking about here? Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because we're talking about like like older Gen X boomer white lib. Yes. Right. Correct. That's it. That's Correct. what it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because and, – and I and I had I had heard sort of secondhand And about, to be clear, not all. But <laughs> not, all yeah. not all boomer so, white yeah. libs. Yeah. Not all. Not all. Not all <laughs> yep. <clears throat> no, no, but it's – but that, that particular reaction mm-hmm. – I think it has a particular sort of the lean ideology. feminism, yeah, yeah, the ideology behind it, like, yeah. like that's just you know, because again, well, that's the thing I was gonna say, you know, maybe maybe Susan Susan's white, she's she's not lib though, mm, yeah, um, but it, I didn't know, like, I didn't know it hit you that because I remember when I when I heard the one part when I heard the one incident that I that I heard, I laughed for two reasons. One is because I'm always telling people. You know what? If you have a fucking problem with it, call Drew. And then they call Drew and Drew's like, eh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's our boss. Yeah, call, yeah. Why don't you call our boss? Oh, Drew's serious. Yeah, see what he says. He's yeah. just like, no, I don't know. As if it's probably fine. Yeah. yeah. And so that's fun. So that was funny to me. But the other thing was I felt like it was kind of isolated. But mm-hmm. I guess not. I guess there were other kind of like 
people like it, okay not all and men. to be clear like i so i i made a couple of jokes about all of the haters and the losers and the sex creeps and I the people who were being weird i jumped in to on me. that sorry i will too. say like the vast majority of responses were really encouraged uh, well okay encouraging it's not they were some of them were encouraging and heartening because people were like i want to use this in my own organization or i want to work with you and whoever else is already doing the work with like network or wfp and i would like to learn from like further learn from what you detail in the piece and that was really wonderful uh it didn't feel wonderful for a bunch of people to reach out and be like i've had these same experiences and i felt very isolated that felt horrible however i i think it was good to put it out there to give people a sense that they're not alone, you know? Yeah, um, and you've provided a direction for them, too. Yes, yes. Like, I mean, obviously, knowing that, like, oh, this doesn't, you know, this is uncomfortable, doesn't yeah. feel good to do, I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, and then that, so it happened to somebody else. Mm-hmm. But, they're, like, the flip side is you, you've you not only just said, oh, there's there's more yeah. of us, don't feel yes. isolated, but you also said. We give a positive articula- articulation a, here, of, like, what we can. Exactly. Here's what you can Which do. Which is what we talk about with issue campaigns and, and organizing all the time of, like, you might be able to galvanize people initially through anger but you have to give them a positive vision of what they're fighting for and i didn't want this to feel just like ginning up anger about like yeah this these really fucked up things have happened to us but i wanted it to show hey this first of all what would part of the work that we need to do is to dream up what an inclusive feminine explicitly feminist space would look like and two like there are concrete steps we can take towards that and we can do this right now. And I know you were <laughs> ragging, ragging on my uh, timeline of actions, but I did try to break it down to be like, hey, here's the first step. Let's do this. If we've already done this, we can move on to the next thing just to make it seem a little less, I don't know, esoteric. Yeah. Well, uh, Carl, I do want you to uh, note that we will not I will not. Uh, close the show until we do uh, pluses and deltas. Afterwards. Thank you. I'm always saying you need pluses and deltas. On I know you're always. That's why podcast. I'm never doing it. <laughs> There'd be too many deltas, not enough pluses. Uh, well, uh, it was. It, it's. It's. It's such a, a super piece, um, because and that's the other thing you just mentioned. I just let's close on that because <laughs> I do have another thing I want to talk about. But the idea that you can talk about not only. Uh, you, you, the idea you can talk about your own experiences mm-hmm. and sort of put them in context of what would happen to other people and kind of think about them in a, in a deep way. And also, and I, also not be gratuitous. Like, like you were yeah. like, this person did this and this person did yeah. that. Or even. Well, I didn't want well, it to be catty or bitchy or anything right, like that. And not, and not only was yeah. it not catty or bitchy, it was not in any way. Um, there was no victim mentality in it. Yeah. There was no like. Uh, well, you know, so I wasn't say, any of that. I, and, I, did, I, did, yeah. did, I didn't take any of it. I didn't see it. Yeah. And something that I have spoken to both of you about a little bit um, is I. So as I was writing this, I had some conversations with other people about how obviously. I there are limits to my perspective. Um, you know, I'm white. I'm cisgender. I'm able bodied like. I uh, there just are a lot of lenses I can't write through. And I think that there are a lot of other necessary conversations about 
different isms within the Delaware left, you know, um, that like I couldn't do a good job writing. But I if anyone else is interested, I think that that would be a really welcome writing exercise to also lay out the things we can do better. Um, and However, also, like, because I have all these privileges, I in my head, I was like, and something I talked about with a few other people as well was that like, okay, I should put this to use by putting myself out there and seeing how it goes over and seeing if it's useful before other people have to invest time and also put themselves out there publicly. So I, that, to be honest, was one of the things that I was really disappointed with. So uh, anyway, there bit I, I guess we've kind what of been dancing around it. How, what do you, what, so yeah. <laughs> specifically disappointed that so someone who s- runs a few different Facebook pages, I don't want to out him because he genuinely like I, I he was sharing it for really good reasons oh, and right, but he runs some groups with a I do know what you're I, yeah, I vaguely going to cancel him too, huh? I don't yeah, I'm going to cancel him too. No, and I I I don't want this to reflect at all poorly on him but there is a wide ideological and personality diversity in these groups and they kind of ended up just piling doing like a pile on uh throughout several different posts in a few different um of the facebook pages also to be clear i think this is relevant it's like four people yeah they were just like going four of like the most unhinged people in Delaware. <laughs> yeah 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 like that that's the other thing too yeah. like I, I mean well the the thing is, and I think we talked about this. Yeah. It's like when it's about you, it's yeah. it's very creepy. Yeah. But as Carl well, said, it's it's yeah. it's just it's, yeah. it's for fucking lunatic. But basically, do the shit. yeah, uh, yes, that's and true. then some weirdos who replied to the email. Yes, but I think what was disappointing was like n- not seeing any men chime in to be like, "Hey, you all are being really sexist and creepy right now." And I was hoping that there would be a li- uh, uh-huh. other than the person who d- did the posts. Like, I think he did a lot of reflection. And like, again, I don't want to fault him at all because he never would have expected that was going to yeah. happen. Because I, I mean, I, like, and I know him too. And, and I, yeah, it's funny. No, he's, I, a, he's a really good guy. He's a, he's I, again, I do guy. not want this to reflect and, and, at all and just, on him. And, and realizing, frankly, when, when, when it went yeah. down, before I knew it happened, the person yeah. who told me it was going down on Facebook was Carl. And yeah. and when he told me, sort of like, yeah, it got shared yeah. by so and so for like, and I know him. I'm like, for the most good faith, like yes. solid yes. reasons, yes. to be like, wow, look at this reflection. This <laughs> yeah. is so good. We should. And people were like, yeah, look at our own freaked out. Yeah, and yeah, and it wasn't that many. It was more frustrating for me that, like, it, there were a lot of replies that were not like bad at all. They were just, you know, reflecting on the the syntax and whatever the style and i was just like okay the no syntax? what is that what does that well, mean you well, know, give me an, can you give me an example um just how it was written and that kind of thing but oh, well, I, mean, I don't know i don't want to like read can't read facebook post but right uh, but, but I mean, anyway that's the like, thing that just i be was like uh, see i'm not on facebook well yeah right uh, well thank like, god for that because you an would illiterate blow person. i mean but yeah. it i think what was frustrating was that no men really stepped up to mm-hmm. say like shut the fuck up you're being a creep you're being weird and that i think makes it harder for people who have less not just identity privilege but institutional privilege because like i work for network delaware drew is my boss that is incredibly fortunate because you know he's going to protect me and i have a huge really caring supporting loving network of fellow you know friends and 
I don't know. I I, I still don't have a good replacement word for comrade because I do find it a little funny. When Everybody I say laughs. It, but like, I, I said it. I, people do but, laugh because I said yeah. it at this Chris White gallery thing yeah. before, like the panel we did. Uh-huh. And somebody, I forget who told me this, but yeah. somebody was talking to a woman and her husband that came. Yeah. You know, it was a small group. Two were like. <laughs> You know, yeah, one like that. I mean, yeah. it is kind of, it, it's a little bit hokey, but it does, yeah. con- it conveys yeah. the right idea. Yes, so, I yeah. have, and like, I've got a really amazing community of people who will love and support and protect me in network and WFP. And I, I do worry if people aren't going to speak up, then what kind of environment are we putting others who might share parallel concerns, for example? Um in a public sphere. Yeah. Like what's going to happen to them if they don't have both the like no, you're right. identity protections and also the institutional cover or protections or they don't have the community of friends and loved ones who will be there making sure that they're okay and they feel supported and they, they know that they're going to be protected. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I think the the thing, I, well, the two things I'll say about that is one, I do think it's an, it's the nature of the platform. Mm-hmm. More than anything, like nobody did it on Facebook and the Facebook groups, which uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. We'll set that to the side. Nobody did it there. Mm-hmm. But as you say, um, whoever does it uh, in our circles mm-hmm. uh, has a full network behind them, like in the real world. Yeah. Um, because I know like the first people that got in touch with me are people that I know personally uh, who are, you know serious we'll call them well, here's what we'll say it's like that uh that scene in succession uh when they if they're at the karaoke bar what's he say to them you're not serious people mm-hmm. the people on 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 facebook are not serious people that's not mm-hmm. a serious it, 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 i i hope people understand yeah that that is true that should not yeah. deter you I, and i know look I understand it's it's uncomfortable. It's mean. Yeah. It's like it's it makes you feel I would, bad. Yeah, but and I, I'm not and I'm not yeah. even directing this to you. I'm just saying. In oh gen, yeah. In general, but I think that's... I would be more worried about people who. It's just it's a tough position to put someone in who is already. Maybe they're putting themselves out there in the public in that way for the first time, or maybe they have had ugly incidents of like racist or ableist or whatever backlash before and i think that like the onus should be on us to kind of think about how we can obviously you can't protect people from everything and you don't ever even go into a situation thinking you can but like it did make me think okay if someone else were to put themselves out there in the public eye about a piece on a quote sensitive topic um what how could we better protect them so that they don't have to like face these weirdos saying stuff that's a great uh, or like i mean even if the weirdos say things how do we not even just like how do we stop the weirdos from saying things because like we can't but how do we make sure they feel uplifted and loved and respected in the way that like someone like me was there that it's not going to hit you hard because you know exactly 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 that's okay completely get that yeah it's it's less about like the protecting people from criticism it's more about like making them feel making them making it easier to weather the criticism because they know that people are in their corner. Yes. And that's one of the things that we've we've said here is that like you know, we're trying to broadcast it. Yeah. You know, in some sense like we're here. 
like we if if I need to take if I need to do like the last resort, you know, and I'm I'm Italian American. I can do, you know, we'll straighten it out. So there's there's people here of, of all stripes that are totally behind this. But that's a great point. Um, you know, when you're when you're not as confident maybe and you, you haven't experienced it or you don't have that network or that apparatus. Or you've already experienced it too much and it's gonna be super triggering or have an experience like a, trying to address it or trying yeah, like i mean yeah. trying trying to take hold of your agency got it and saying yeah. i'm going to do something yeah. like you don't know how to do that yeah, yeah i mean because one of the things we said as soon as as soon as this was getting a swirl people were loving it people were contacting me this is great people we didn't think were going to like it like did all that stuff um i was like we got to do some sort of follow-up and maybe that's the follow-up the project is to is to just put it put a, a place together where you're like hey if 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 you feel compelled or think it would help you to sort of take hold of some of your agency, we we got you, mm-hmm. we got you, and you know the people on Facebook fucking suck. That's why they're on Facebook. I mean, you know, somebody should have stepped up to say, "Be like, you're fucking illiterate." Because yes, here's what the Delaware call is, folks. I'm sorry it's fucking academic. I'm sorry you had to think about it. I'm sorry it was 3,000 words and, and we used big words. I'm so- sorry yeah. you can't fucking well, understand Well, that's also it. another thing that I I was thinking about. Because at, at first I was realizing that people were like DMing the, the head of the Facebook group's weird shit about me. And I was like, oh, this is me. At first I was like, oh, that's very funny. And then I thought about it and was like, Oh, that's fucking weird, and I, it's making me really uncomfortable that they're talking about me like this. But then I thought about it again and was like, um, "Okay, well, you know what? <laughs> the fact that I was blown away at first that even like eight people that I'm close to read all thirty five hundred words or whatever, like I, reasonably, I couldn't expect any." Not even a single stranger to read all thirty five hundred words. Right. So, like, I get it. Like, yeah, you wouldn't read it, but I get why you didn't read it because it was fucking long. And I'm just not to read it. I mean, but here's the thing. And and again, so it's like they're just reading things into it because, yeah, I mean, because it says misogyny and it's you. Yeah, yeah, and it's me, and it's like, yeah, they see how long it is. The reason it's that long is to make sure that it gets the proper sort of like, uh, it gets the, it gets the proper treatment. Yeah. That it's not, uh, you know, that it gets a full, thoughtful examination. Yeah. You know, that's the point. Yeah. Sorry, folks. I know. I know it hurts your brains because you're on Facebook and you're, you're, you're playing video games and you're trying to slate a hand card tricks. Sorry. But you got you to gotta think about this stuff. I'm, we're, I'm, I'm really, really sorry that there was big words you might have to look up. But you got you to gotta get into it. I can't judge people because I've been reading – I'm reading a short book right now and it's taken me way too long. I can't read anymore either. Well, here, here's it a, took all of my brain power to get that essay that's out. Kind of now good, that's kind of a good I'm segue spent. for me because mm. I'm sort of in the same – We're going to talk about how I can't read anymore. <laughs> no. No, I'm not because I don't want you to beat yourself up about that because I'm <laughs> way worse. Yeah. And that's, that's sort of the point. One of the – we were talking before – uh, about like just me not being in a great mood. Mm-hmm. I had like a. Had... You were in a real funk the last time I was here. Was I? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been a couple weeks. I've yeah. felt great. Yeah. I will I'm tell sorry. you this one, and and Susan pointed. The other thing is, after she had a conversation with me about like, hey, can you act fucking like a, appropriately? Mm-hmm. Which is again well taken. <laughs> um, she was like, you gotta, you gotta step away from the news. Mm-hmm. And, um. 
the only thing I told her uh, was that it's just we had we had Maya Al Hayat in here like a couple of weeks before, might have been a week before, two weeks before. And so the the Palestinian news has got me really fucking down. Yeah. Um, I even we were on a panel together for Erica's thing, and mm-hmm. I mentioned it because it was like the first yeah. week, and I was mm-hmm. it started right then. Yeah. And I've been really really down. And so I had a couple conversations in the last week or two. I I just couldn't. I finally sat down. I talked to. I, I should give her a shout out because we we ran one of her photos. Somebody who helped me think it out was Medina. Mm-hmm. And so finally, I was just like, "I'm, I'm just, I was gonna write a cold open, mm-hmm. but I was like, no, nah, I don't want to do that." So I wrote the thing in the call. Yeah, it's not complicated. Ceasefire now. Mm-hmm. Um, it went up today. When this goes out, it'll be up a couple days. Um, mm-hmm. it's funny because one of the things I was able, to, I'm able to do, is the same thing you're able to do. It's like. Drew's sort of like the boss. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, hey, if you don't like it, call Drew. See, yeah. if, see what he does. Because I think it's good. Yeah. But, um, well, one, uh, I wonder, like, see, I didn't know you kind of picked up on it. But now it's like, when you when you picked up on it the last time you were here, it's actually, like, getting me a little bit, too. Because I know I've been in a fucking rut. Yeah. You know? And so. We'll go through it. What's that? We all go through. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I think I wrote that, and I think I'm just that's it. I, I mean, I, I'll still do whatever I'm going to do, but I can't. I, yes. I I, I can't uh, let it fucking bog me down like that. Yeah. Because yeah. I I already have a uh, suscept. I'm already susceptible to going dark. Mm-hmm. You know, going real dark. Yeah. And so I gotta I gotta be very careful. Yeah. And so yeah, I think I said what I had to say. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like I think yeah. it's not complicated. Um, you know, one nation wields incredible imperial power mm-hmm. against people who don't, yeah. and they literally act with absolute and utter impunity. Yeah, and they're never held accountable for anything. Yeah, and the one thing I will say, and this is something we all talked about, and I, I hate to sort of drag people into it. From an elect, I'm not going to be. Well, the other thing of pulling away from the news, I'm not going to be getting bogged down in like electoral mm-hmm. gossip and bullshit. Yeah, you know, for for example, you know, I saw Chris Coons on TV today talking about how selling missiles is going to help the economy yeah. and protect Israel. Yep. Fuck you, you little fucking troll! Mm-hmm. I'll see you around this neighborhood, motherfucker. I'll see you. You know, you know where I live. Good. Yeah. And, and 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 then we have this representative who's a, a joke. You know, we have we have uh, immigrants and people of color fucking stepping up and showing some fucking courage in the house and we have fucking dumbass Lisa Blunt Rochester, hokey fucking dokey going to the fucking Senate going to take a fucking she's going to go to the Senate without a fucking lifting a pinky finger. And she can't call for a fucking ceasefire? Fuck you, Lisa. And the people who are going to take over for her. Sarah fucking sucks on this issue. Colleen, who cares? She's a fucking airhead. Yeah. Eugene hasn't said shit. I mean, I think where I'm at with this, because, yeah, it's 
getting it all out with one shot. I'm trying to get it all. I'm trying to get it all out in one shot. Um, yeah. I mean, I think because real. I. I mean, I. I don't know. I've never spoken to Colleen. Really, I don't know who. Her and I'm sorry I said that. Actually, I, can I, I, yeah. I do want to let me let me pull back a little bit. Okay. Okay. Colleen and I had a had a lovely conversation yeah. here. I yeah. saw Colleen uh, at Carper's sort of retirement speech. Yeah. She was very nice to me. Yeah, I I, find, I think she's a friend. I just I, I got a little bit out of hand, but I am I, I still yeah. feel this way, Colleen. You're running for this office yeah. too. Yeah, like you're running for the house too. If you want to go to the house, yeah. you got to fucking start yeah. thinking about. Well, this basically, shit. like I I yeah, Colleen is out of my like. I don't know anyone on her team. I don't know Colleen herself. So it's like I I don't want to speak there. I know that there are people in Eugene's camp who have, like, I trust their views. I trust their values on the fight for Palestinian liberation. And I know that they are brave and that they are willing to speak truth to power even when it's difficult and that they are doing that work on the campaign. I certainly do not want to be doing that work to try to push a campaign to, you know, um, speak truth to power in this moment. Um, and, you know, basically just call for a ceasefire during a little genocide, which seems like, you know, the bar is in hell. That does not seem like work that is even remotely appealing to me. So I greatly appreciate the folks over there who are doing it, you know. Um, and I, it's it's been a huge like, I cannot overstate what a disappointment it's been personally. And I know that sounds shitty because, you know, people like they love to grandstand about this stuff and are like, oh, ma'am, ma'am, where is your honor? Have you no dignity? Like, and I'm like, I don't want to sound like that because I do genuinely. And or people will be like, oh, I was going to vote for you until you said X thing. And they never going to fucking vote for you. Right. So I, I know that it sounds a little I'm like veering into that territory. But I, I genuinely mean I, I like Sarah as a person. I have been so fucking disappointed with the way she has just uh, as soon as she announced, basically just started courting like disaster. the APAC DMFI PAC money and just talking so much about Israel. And like I and also it's like, look, I, she's not. But here's she, the thing. OK, though. wait, wait. She doesn't uh, have any reason right, to right. listen to me because like I'm not involved in any of these congressional campaigns. I'm not. A vocal supporter even like I I'm kind of staying out of it however obviously I the perception I'm sure is there that I am involved in some capacity with Eugene which it I, I'm not but I can understand why that would be the perception and I can also understand why that would she has no reason to listen to me basically so And I wouldn't expect her to because I get it. It's a numbers game. You're running for Congress. Like, I'm not an important person and I don't represent an important constituency constituency to you to, like, listen to my opinion. However, like, I know there are good people around her on her team in Delaware who I've got to believe stand for humanity and justice and against genocide. And I am just like praying that they can make inroads with her in this. Well, you here's know? what I'll say. I'm glad you put it that way. And I'm glad yeah. I heard that. Um, she has always, Sarah, I mean, yeah. has always been an establishment politician. The first time she was in here, we talked about her book. Joe Biden wrote the foreword. You know, she's an establishment politician. So the idea that she fucking sucks on this 
does not surprise me. Mm-hmm. Here's what I think we're going to need to deal with. The people working with her that we thought were good, they have no, they're going to ride this. They're not going to make fucking En-Road 1. Sarah, being an establishment politician, is not going to call for a ceasefire. Mm-hmm. And they are not going to quit. Now, maybe they'll try to lobby her as Eugene is being lobbied to try to say, hey, let's not, you know, push a whole ethnicity of people into the fucking Sinai desert running from tanks and fucking artillery that we gave the, 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 uh, the IDF, that Chris Coons gave the IDF. Sarah is not going to change her mind on that. Now, are the people you're talking about that are good progressives or whatever? Uh, Elizabeth Warren progressives are they going to do anything they're not going to do shit they'll work with her. they'll be her chief of staff they'll work in her fucking DC office watch watch because I know I think I know a couple people you're talking about I have zero confidence in them zero that's where I'm at I mean not everybody can have the integrity of the Bethany Hall Long campaign staff. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Shout out, you know what? <laughs> Shout out to them. I'm glad you yeah. brought that up. Shout out to them again. Yeah. For being like, nah, I'm out. Fuck it. Yeah. Because <laughs> let's be honest, like Bethany Hall, like, you know, it's sort of like a, a local thing. Yeah. And everybody's like, you know what? I'm not ruining my reputation on that. But yeah, I mean, if you're going to work in a DC office as a US rep, hey, one day, if you, if you, uh, you know, if you do everything the status quo tells you to do, you could be like Lisa Blunt Rochester, go right to the Senate too. That's what we're looking at. That's what we're watching. It's sort of like the it, it's sort of like this, the 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 history I tried to impart in the Palestine piece today. Like we're watching it happen. Yeah. Let's not let's not kid ourselves that yeah. the people you're talking about that could influence Sarah are going to be anything else than in 15 years Senate staffers. For Sarah, voting the same way Chris Coons does, I have I have absolutely zero yeah I think qualm about saying that. I mean, from my perspective, it's just I'm trying to be useful and not right, you know, and I'm not always getting it right because I will read the news just like yourself and cry and be you know, feel distraught and be really angry at the decisions that people are making. So I don't want to act like I'm the best at at following my own advice, but I I don't just want to be angry and self-righteous. You know, I I want to and I don't and I think that being angry and self-righteous will like I just I it's not going to work. You know, I know it doesn't work. I know it makes people dig in and I don't, I don't know. I just, I, there are a lot of people who I hope will make significantly different decisions because it's so obvious and so clear that, yeah, what it, that Palestine has been like it just had tremendous amounts of state violence inflicted upon its residents for so many decades now. And that kind of just awful violence of displacement and poverty and, you know, murder, uh, like creates conditions that, 
we get more violence. And if we want to actually have peace, the only way to do that is by addressing the underlying causes, which is like the state violence that's been inflicted upon these people and like the generational poverty and violence and trauma. And like, where does that end up with, you know, looking at the U.S.'s role in like propping up the Israeli government through selling arms and basically just giving them total impunity by vetoing any fucking like censure or anything with the UN. Um, but anyway, so, but like all that is to say that, yeah, like it, I don't know. I, I don't just want to yell and be right. I, I'm not always the best at like not just coming off as self-righteous and like, you know, yeah, and but I, 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 as I an I ideologue, try to see, I like, try to, uh, I, I try to gild it with history. I'm like, I'm just showing you the fucking history, yeah. but, it's, but it's the same. What I, originally I was going to sort of push back on that, like self-righteous part, but I'm like, I'm, I am being self-righteous. I'm just trying to use history to do it. You <laughs> yeah, know? I'm do, yeah. I'm using a yeah. tool. Yeah. I, well, I, I'll, 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 I'll leave it at this. I'll, I'll let the peace stand for itself. I'm not going to be reading any more cold opens, but I'll, I'll say two things. Number one, uh, Lovature in Haiti, Nat Turner, Nelson Mandela, John Brown. Just think about that history. Think about what, when I say those names, what comes into your mind? What kind of person do you think of? When you think about the Haitian Revolution, what does it make you think of? Just right off the top of your head. Or Mandela. Right off the top of your head, what's it make you think of? Now's the time to stop this. Now's the time to see clearly what is happening. And the last thing I'll say about it, because I want to be absolutely clear about this. This fucking charade of having to assess and denounce in the strongest terms what happened on October 7th without reckoning with a century of history and a with century... With the conditions that led to Hamas forming in the first place. A, a century of an apartheid, uh, a, an ongoing ethnic cleansing that ha started at the Nakba in the 40s right after World War II. If you're not going to reckon with that history, then then I, I, I think having to talk about one day of this is absolutely absurd, and I won't do it. I just want to be on record. Does anybody have anything good to talk about? <laughs> Try to pull me out of this. I do feel good mm -hmm. now. That was cathartic. Oh, I good. feel like okay. now I, I'm, I've said everything I'm going to say. Probably not, but I tried. You anything good, Carl? Never. Yeah. Here's 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 what I'll say. I'm glad, and I, and I know we live here, so it's it's obviously going to be a thing, you know. But the Phillies got knocked out, and uh, you're glad about that? No, no, that no. That was terrible. That was pretty fucked up. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. What I mean is, mm. I see now that uh -huh. like this Texas series, nobody fucking cares. Yeah. It's so stitched. It's just fucking canceled. So it's giving you like main character syndrome. Because yeah. Like, yeah. The Phillies would have made a fucking splash. Well, I saw but... I saw on the news mm -hmm. that the ratings. Way down. Yeah. The ratings have been terrible. Yeah. They the Phillies crushed it in the ratings. The Astros, nobody cares. Yeah, why they're they write the script Because they're cheaters, this way? number one. Number two, it's Texas. 
That's right. Nobody cares about well, Texas. Well, now it's Texas and Arizona. Yeah. So look at that media market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, 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 there's no, there's nothing. Yeah. It just seems boring. Mm-hmm. Arizona's a boring place. I mean, Phoenix. Have you been to Phoenix? Luckily, no. Yeah, it's extremely boring. Well, the Sixers traded James Harden. and To the Clippers, yeah. right? Yeah. And now they're, uh, the fans are back. They're back. They're back. Yeah. They're back. Trusting the process. Yeah, they're back. back watching every single game. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, that, I. Are I, you still watching every Sixers? No, game? I have not watched a single game yet. I can't oh, bring myself. Yeah. I the I have never felt the way I felt after the second round last year. Like I can't even. That's something maybe I should write about for the fall because I cannot articulate still what the Sixers have done to the, me. Just the way that my insides were rearranging themselves and just tying themselves in knots and like i i have never felt that way before yeah that was um that was terrible i've never seen anything like it it was bad and i watch you know i have watched a lot of sports philly sports in my yeah, and, 33 and years. Thing. You're used to getting like with the Phillies. They yeah, kind of choked. Yeah, exactly. You get exactly, punched in the nuts. Exactly. But you were like, hey, you know, they came into this as punching underdogs. Because I was embarrassed to be a fan. They embarrassed me in front of the whole country forever rooting for them. Yes. And I I have not been back since. I think you're right about that. Yeah. Like the Phillies fight. I mean, it's been like three games, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll but... see like. In a, like right around the holidays. <laughs> yeah. Carl, report, report back. back in. If you're still, if, you're, if, if we see her like walking around in like a Moses Malone jersey and a yeah. Sixers cap. I'm keeping really close watch. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know. Oh, man. All right. Folks, uh, we've done it. We've come to the end of another just freaking ripping discussion. Uh, you heard us get, you heard us get emotional. Um, you heard us say what we have to say. And Dan's over here sleeping. Dan's sleeping. He's looking so cozy. He's, He's go- so cute. Oh my god. He's goofy. He's a great guy. He's so goofy, Dan. But uh yeah, we'll we'll link to the, the two pieces, the two call pieces in the show notes. Yeah, no, please email my boss. Let me know what you think. Especially yeah, yeah, if you have call. some very strong thoughts. Yeah, leave and the best thing to do is leave a voicemail so we have it recorded. <laughs> so if you can leave yeah. me a voicemail, that would be great. Or you could hit up, uh, you could hit up the uh, the, the podcast, the Facebook. Say, you just post on Facebook, post on Facebook, all that stuff. Yeah. If you want to leave comments about my personal life, if you want to leave comments about um, a weird ex from thirty years ago that you've thought of because of this piece, get like get creative with it. You know, I would love to to hear whatever's on hey, your mind. You know what you should do? Send us. The videos, short videos of your best sleight of hand that would Ooh, really fool us. That I would be yeah. so confused. Like, where did the coin go? Where yeah. did it go? How did he do that? Oh, mm. oh, the ball's under that shell. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, call fucking Penn and Teller. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tell us how the latest, uh, the latest Libertarian conference went with the with Reason magazines. Fucking Michael Shermer. Yeah. Fucking dorks. Well, thanks anyway, folks. We appreciate it. I uh, hope you consider patronizing the podcast. And uh, yeah, Philistine Hura. Left is best. <laughs>